Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Referee. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational The Ruck. It's been 12 years in the making and the Lions are back. Get your tickets at rugby.com.au. Yes, hello, good morning, welcome to the show everyone, uh, an extra special welcome back to Matt Burke, uh, who wasn't with us last week, I look terrific actually uh, today in your Sydney Loves Ellen t-shirt, <laughs> working well for you, <laughs> Timmy, <laughs> a little dance move out there at yeah, the same time, have. haven't we just fallen in love, uh, Timmy Horan, you've had the uh, the trip, the red eye from Perth, how are you feeling this morning? Yeah, not too bad this morning guys, uh, all went well, so the Western Force uh, went down last night in Perth, got the red eye back, so I've had a bad a 35 minutes sleep and ready to go, boys. Oh, um, good, happy, right? happy Earth Hour for last night. Right? Did you turn? Well, you wouldn't have had turned the lights off in the plane. What happened? No, I didn't. Oh, <laughs> that's called the no, glider. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just concerned. In nine months' time, on the 24th of November, how many little kids will be running around after Earth Hour last night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All lights are out. Exactly. I only need Earth three minutes for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself, uh, Yeah, there's lots of results and lots of stuff to get to today. Just in our rugby, like the, on Friday, the Chiefs beat the Highlanders 19-7, uh, but some big scores. The Crusaders, 55, thrashed the Kings, uh, 20. That was in Christchurch. Uh, the Reds and the Bulls, well, that was a game. We're going to speak to Richard Graham a little bit later on. 23-18, but boy, wasn't it a heart stopper right at Close. the death, whether that was a try, but the foot on the line. Sensational finish to the game and some great signs uh, for the Reds as well. Quade Cooper returned to form. Sharks, this isn't so good. If you're a Rebels fan, just maybe now about the time to put your stink fingers in your ears and hum a bit. <laughs> Sharks, 64. The Rebels, 7. Wow, 10 Ouch. tries to the Sharks. Ouch. Does that, does that mean they get two, um, two bonus, points. Points, bonus points for more, <laughs> more than eight tries? <laughs> they, they should feel all right. 64-7. Uh, we mm. were 63-0 at half time in that game against the Crusaders all those, all those years ago. Yeah, and you came out and almost won that, didn't you? We nearly, nearly got the bonus point. <laughs> <laughs> the Stormers, 35, beat the Brumbies, 22. Always competitive, the Brumbies, but did go down. Uh, and, of course, there's the Waratahs and the Blues. We'll play this afternoon at Allianz Stadium, and we'll speak with Cliffy Palo ahead of that game. But last night, just mentioning uh, the Reds game. Digby, and look, I love a halftime interview. I think it's the mm. highlight of most uh, games, and especially when the player is you know, a little bit puffed and trying to understand what he's saying. Uh, Rod Kafer managed to get Digby Ioni over just before he ran into the, the sheds at halftime. I want you to listen to this because there will be major prizes for anybody who can tell me what Digby Ioni actually says. I'm here with Digby Ioni. Hair's fine, mate. Slow start to the game, but a bang in that end of that first half. That's what we want. We want attack everywhere. Especially South African guys, you know, they're, they're big. But if we get to, if we get that tempo of fast rugby, then can work around with one wheel by Mark and Tug in that one channel. <laughs> oh, the poor guy, Digby Yawani. <laughs> It just it just run about three or three or four different runs, and he would made made a tackle just as he came off. <laughs> Timmy, but it's the last bit. I just want I'll play the, just this last bit again. I'm just really really interested in what he says. Just by Mark and targeting that one channel. Any yeah. any ideas? Ta- target one channel? No, no. I think he said latte with two. <laughs> oh, is that right? Latte with two. Yeah. <laughs> On the home shopping channel. I think that's what he said. Oh, look, what we'll do uh, is during the course of this hour, we will slow it down. We will somehow find exactly what Digby Yuani says. Uh, that and so much more. You're on the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. This is the Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. 
Yeah, that's the Foo Fighters. This is a call and this is a ruck. Your Sunday morning rugby show, Tim Hora, Matt Burke, Tony Squires with you. Well, after beating the Queensland, the Reds in Queensland last week, the force at home to the Cheetahs, uh, Tim Horan was there. He's just back in Brisbane uh, after the Red Eye. 19-10 they went down. Uh, tell me about it, Timmy. Yeah, it wasn't a fantastic game, but the, for the Cheetahs, that's um, three wins out of yeah. their four matches mm. on tour. So they beat the they lost to the Chiefs when they first came over. They, they, then they beat the Highlanders, then they beat the Waratahs by a point last week. Yep. And then the Western Force, they've gone back. They've got 13 competition points now, so they're pretty pleased. They actually flew out last night at about midnight last night. I saw them all at the airport, and mm-hmm. they were very, very happy. So, um, yep, it was a shame for the Western Force, because they've got a new grandstand there and um, new facilities and 22,000 people, nearly thereabouts were there. So, um I mean, the only positives for the Western Force, Alfie Murphy, the winger, yep. who has scored four tries in the last four games, uh, played really well again. And he's going to come into, uh, I think, Wallaby contention for the squad, I think, moving forward, if he continues to play pretty well. And there's a guy, Berkey, and you would have seen him play the last couple of matches, but Kyle Godwin, mm. who's playing inside centre for the Western Force, has to be a future Wallaby in the next probably two or three years. He'll take a little bit more time to develop, but they're probably the only positives for the Western Force at the moment. We mentioned him after that first game against the Rebels uh, down in Melbourne that he actually showed some, uh, I suppose, a bit of initiative at the same time. But I think they'd be disappointed last night with, with their, their execution of how they got around the park. It was a bit, it was a bit off, it was a bit sloppy. You know, and Foley, its coach, is uh, pedantic about the line out in the scrum. And, and Timmy, it seemed to be, it seemed to all go a bit awry last night. There wasn't I think both teams struggled to, to keep that continuity up and that skill level up. Yeah, they did. Um, Bill Pulver, the CEO of Australian Rugby, was over there as well. So um, just look at the facilities. Them, were they? <laughs> they, I think they might have been. I'll tell you, the only good thing to come out of it, gee, they'd make a good hot dog over there. Do you know? Oh, out the back of the grandstand. There's <laughs> a little hot box there. Spent most of your time. Did you go I with the hot English mustard or the kind of American style? The, no, the, the American style. You need the American style. You know when you go, Tony, I'm sure you've been in New York with mm-hmm. the little tiny hot dogs are yeah. about, I think, a dollar fifty or two bucks and you smash about six of those it's in a row. a mouthful, yeah. Yeah, this one was a long one. This is like literally a foot-long hot dog. <laughs> Your doggy, love it, love it. <laughs> dog. What about those sharks and the rebels? Now, mm. uh, Berkey, did you have a little bit of a look at that overnight? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, more for the fact that it was the world's hottest night, and the kids were up literally every half an hour. Yeah. I was able to catch on the uh, catch a bit of the viewing. Uh, a couple of yellow cards um, for some tip tackles, as they're calling it. One for their halfback, and one for James O'Connor. Lifting tackles. Lifting tackles. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I just don't know about them at the moment. I can understand the the, the dangerous nature of it, but. You've got to make the correct decision, and I think both of them were were a bit iffy at the same time. Anyhow, which no, James O'Connor one I tend to agree with you. Who you reckon? The, who, yeah, the, the, I, I agree the half, with you. The, the, the other one, though. the halfback from the Sharks, yeah. uh, picked up Nick Phipps, and and we well, didn't. He sort of placed him at the end, and and he landed. But sh- the, a the rule. Hard. Once you've lifted him up, and look, he landed on his. You know, could have yeah, his landed, coccyx. He, he I landed, think that was the area he landed. His lower back and yeah. sort of bum type thing. Yeah, but I, I just don't know. I think the referees get a bit pedantic at the moment, and, and it's it's a rollover or a hangover from. You know, a couple of years ago, and O'Driscoll uh, and Tanu Munger, those guys, Kevin Mialamo picked up O'Driscoll. But um, at the back of that, the, the, they, they lacked their direction around the, the, the defensive line. So the numbers one, two, and three, they struggled. Um, they, the, the, the Sharks, I should say, were too strong up front for the Rebels, and they just got momentum. And all of a sudden, when you're chasing, Timmy, you would have seen it as well, you try and play, but all of a sudden, tries come out of nowhere. Yeah, well, you try and force the pass. But it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, I really, really think in Super Rugby, because there's so many derby games in Australia early on, we can get a bit of fool's gold with some mm. Australian teams until they start to travel and play New Zealand teams or go to South Africa. Then you find out how they're actually really going. Because out of those four games last night, 
uh, or, and yesterday, the Rebels, Brumbies and the Force lost to South African teams and the Reds were the only ones who got up against the Bulls. So mm. um, that, that's when you start to realise, are these teams good enough or not? The Brumbies, they, they did a really good performance against the Stormers. It's, uh, it's interesting. At 64-0, and we, and we look at the, the team, the captaincy, and there's a few guys missing in that team. Obviously, Beal didn't play last night, but you're thinking to yourself, who, who's leading? I know Gareth Delve was was captain, but I think they're relying very much on James O'Connor, uh, Timmy, to, to instigate something, and everyone's sort of waiting for him at the moment. So lots of pressure on him at the moment. 64 nil uh, until they got their first try. It's yeah, That's tough a tough one. score, isn't it? I mean, it, it, in, so early in the season to get hammered by that. And look, they've got a record of being poor away, haven't mm. they? That's been f- from the time the franchise began. Uh, that sort of score early in the season knocks you around, doesn't it? You wonder, you wonder what training's going to exist in the next couple of days. Is it the old school get bashed because you've you've done so badly, or you just need to sit and just take your time? Just Perhaps sit. no more photos in the spas yeah. might help. <laughs> Absolutely, that could help. Uh, Richard Graham, we'll get to the Reds game. They had a win, as we said. It was close right to the death. Uh, their coach, Richard Graham, will join us next on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. That's Black Keys, Little Black Submarine on the Rocky Sunday Morning Rugby Show. That is Matthew Burke's favourite new song, I understand. <laughs> favourite new song. Yeah, he came in the studio and said, oh, I really like that song. What's it Good like? air guitar. And then we just put it on for you. Thank you. Uh, we also put it on for Richard Graham, of course, who is the Reds coach off the back of a very, very tight win last night, but one that would have been encouraging in a lot of areas. He joins us right now. Richard, uh, thanks for joining us and congratulations. No, good on you, Tony. Good result, mate, for the boys. Oh, wasn't it? What were you feeling? Were you feeling the same kind of heart palpitations I was uh, when Bjorn Basson put that ball down uh, after the siren, looking like it may well have been a try? Yeah, I was, mate. I was probably uh, happier with the fact that the referee wouldn't let him kick the touch about 30 seconds yes. earlier because it would have been a five-metre line-out and uh, pretty tough to stop. Yeah, hey Richard, yeah. um, I was just going to say, Tim here, mate. Um, with um, through the week, um, that didn't. There was no disruption there, was there? With you and McKenzie, who's director of coaching, um, put his put his hand up, said he won't continue after this season. No, Timmy. Uh, you know that that had no uh, influence on our performance during the week. Yeah, certainly with that, it was well documented about 14 months ago that you know I was going to come in and take over the rugby program in 2014, and Ewan would move to administration. So. Yeah, that, that that had no bearing on our performance. Um, yeah, and to be fair, I thought uh, some aspects of our play were a lot better than where we've been. Uh, were you happy with Will Genia played sixty minutes and obviously great comeback from the captain James Warble. He uh, good to see him back on the park finally. Yeah, mate, it's been a long, frustrating uh, ten months for Kevy. Very emotional uh, guy, and you know, with Will, that's you know, you, you've been through that, Timmy, with that uh, knee reconstruction. But I reckon he's come back better than anyone that I've ever seen. It's only second game, 60 minutes into it, and just his confidence, particularly around the base of the ruck last night. Um, I thought he challenged their forwards uh, pretty much for 60 minutes. Dickie, you're not judging that uh, on Timmy Horan's recovery, are you? That was terrible, wasn't it? That was one of the worst yeah. ever. He was down at Palm Beach the whole time. <laughs> hey, mate, yeah, mate, you're true. One of the laziest men I've ever seen, one of the worst trainers. Uh, and I think that's why it took him two years as opposed to six months that's to come back. Exactly right. Hey, Dickie, uh, how, do you, how are you guys breaking up the season so far? You've got, uh, obviously, the first uh, trench of, of games. Um, how are you looking to, to schedule it when you go overseas and the rest of it? It's a tough ask, I'm sure. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, we knew coming into the competition our, our buy being round eight, so our focus was six and one by the time we got to that. Unfortunately, we don't have the opportunity to do that, but the win last night gives us the opportunity to go five and two. So that's going to be really important. Then we get a buy, which is you know, guaranteed five points, and it keeps it at the pointy end of the table. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to look at the table at any point in time and say, is certainly if it's competitive, uh, and say, you know, this is where we are, because some of the New Zealand teams like the Crusaders started two weeks later. The mm. South African teams will play two more games after the June test. So it's really difficult to read, but I do think you've probably got to get the 57, 58 points to make the top six. Now, Richard, you may be able to help us here. Our quest for today has been to try to find out what exactly Digby you only said to Rod Kafer at halftime in that interview. Uh, just, just to, if you could have a listen, you may be able to uh, tell us something of what he said. I'm here, I'm here with Digby Uwani. Hair's fine, mate. Slow start to the game, but a bang in that end of that first half. That's what we want. We want attack everywhere. Especially the South African guys here, you know, they, they're big. But if we get to, if we get that tempo of fast rugby, they can work around with one wheel by Mark and Tug in that one channel. <laughs> Any ideas? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your instructions. Was really. game plan. <laughs> <laughs> it was, hey, mate, you would have been happy with uh, the improvement of um, Quade Cooper's game as well last night. Yeah, really, really happy. And the thing with Quade, I, I don't think a lot of people you know, really put it into context. He came back from that knee injury late last season, didn't play a lot of rugby, and uh, it was, what, six or seven games into it this year. So I think he's getting better every week. Some aspects of his game, you know, he's taken time to gain some momentum. But last night, I thought his ability to run at the line and challenge them um, yeah, w- w- was a long way towards where he was a couple of seasons ago. Hey, Richard, I know that the Hong Kong Sevens are on at the moment and you played um, plenty of games for the Australian Sevens team, like uh, Commonwealth Games uh, many years ago, got a medal there. Um, what about when you were knocked out over in the Hong Kong Sevens? Uh, what sort of dress-up did you have, mate? What sort of superhero <laughs> costume did you pull out <laughs> and sit in the crowd? <laughs> Mate, th- thanks for telling everyone I never won it. Um, <laughs> mate, I went up there and I sat there as a pizza slice. Oh, right, there, you go. <laughs> there would have been a few tight head props would have had a crack, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, just throwing it yeah. Mate, well, look, congratulations. No, it, it's a fantastic tournament. It's, um, you know, it's unfortunately one that's escaped Australia for a long time. I think you'd have to go back into the 90s maybe with Jeff Miller and Poitivan and, and the likes but it's uh, it's an outstanding event and unfortunately I see Australia lost on day one but I didn't see how the results went yesterday Richard uh, thanks so much for joining us on the show today and congratulations on the win last night and all the best for the rest of the season I'm sure we'll catch up with you again before uh, too many weeks uh, thanks boys there he is Reds coach Richard Graham right here on The Ruck your Sunday rugby show this is The Ruck the Sunday rugby show X Wallabies and one Wally Tim Horan Matthew Burke and Tony Squires Sunday Rugby Show This is The Ruck See I pretend to find that amusing when it's just offensive that it's, whole Wally It's three thing. years now isn't three it? Three years you know, mm. I, I, there's been several whiteboards that have been torn down uh, and you know questions have been asked 
Yeah, you haven't uh, got egos. Have fi- oh, but no ego no. problems whatsoever. <laughs> no T- Tony likes uh, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of ego, uh, Berkey, can you just tell Timmy what you did? Uh, no, you, no, 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 no. Okay, you're quite cruel to somebody this morning on the way here. In fact, you may I have been the reason cruel. they have been fined for no, speeding. No, 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 not at all. Right. I was doing 58 in the 60s zone. I was yes. coming up the hill. Where I know there's a speed camera, and I was yeah. looking in the mirror, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a guy like right on the tail going pretty hard, and he and he's, he zipped out and went past me. Uh-huh. And then tick, 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 the big flash came out. So you knew the camera was there. I knew so the camera you... was there. Right. Yeah, yeah, I knew the camera and was there. And you goaded him. No, 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 no. I didn't go. Hey, hang on. So let's just get this right. They were in a Toyota Prius. <laughs> <laughs> and they were trying to drag me. It's like how yeah, that movie's horrible bosses, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm drag racing what, in a Prius. Yeah. So, um, so you slowed down on purpose so he could go around you. Oh, no, it was two lanes. So yeah. he went, he oh, went okay. around me. Yeah, yeah. So I was just hugging the inside lane, as, as you do, 58. Speed limit. It's always troubling to be beaten at the lights by a car you can't hear. <laughs> the hybrids. Don't you hate them? <laughs> Cliffy Parlour will join us shortly on The Ruck. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Ruck, it's your Sunday morning rugby show. Tony Squire sitting alongside Matthew Burke. Tim Horan is in uh, Brisbane after taking the red eye back from Perth. We've talked about some of the games that have already been played. Big game this Harvey. Some Sunday afternoon rugby. It's at Allianz Stadium. The Waratahs playing the Blues. A really crucial game for the uh, Waratahs. And there's one man, gee, I wish he was running mm. out there. With him. Number eight, we are, of course, talking about Wycliffe Parlow. But he joins us right here, right now. G'day, mate. You there, Cliffy? Yeah, here, boys. How are you, boys? Yeah, very well, thank you. Just saying, I wish you were running out there this afternoon. What is the vibe, though, for the Waratahs with this crucial game ahead? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, all the boys are, are pretty pumped up. You know, it's a, it's a great day, um, you know, uh, today. So, um, you know, boys looking forward to, to the Sunday Arvo kickoff. What, what is it about that afternoon rugby, Cliffy, that uh, seems to get everyone going and hopefully uh, some crowd support as well? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's a great day for the families and, you know, the boys don't have to really wait around too much to, to get into it. So they just have the, the one sleep, one feed and then uh, pretty much uh, it's kickoff. So it's, it's good for, uh, you know, both players and, and, and supporters. Uh, Cliffy, Tim here. Through the week, Adam Ashley Cooper re-signed with the Australian Rugby and also all the Waratahs and he partners Rob Horn in the centres this afternoon. So that must have given the, the side a boost through the week knowing that um, Adam Ashley Cooper's going to stay for a few more years. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's it's great for the club. Um, you know, we're really trying to build something here, and uh, it's great to see um, you know Coops and um, and and Sikopi Kepu, um you know resign as well. So um, you know, obviously they've seen something. You know, we've um, you know check coming in, and, and they really want to build on it. Well, he said, and others have said from within the team that despite the fact you haven't won a game yet, that the attitude and the endeavour this time around is uh, is so much better. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, um, all the boys, and you could see it, you know, when we're just training, you know, pre-season and stuff like that, you know, they're really, the boys are really ripping in and really believing, um, you know, what's happening here. And, um, you know, we're just trying to, um, you know, obviously it's going to uh, take a, probably a bit longer than, than we first thought because we've had such a good pre-season and stuff. So I think the boys are, you know, still, you know, working hard and, and trying to uh, get on top of things. Cliffy, I just got to get back to that question you said before. The answer you said before: one sleep, one feed. What, what, what's the usual caper when you play an afternoon game for for the people out there? Oh, you you, you get up, have a feed, and then you have another. Oh, I like to sleep a lot, so um, you know, I have like three or four sleeps. So um, yeah, then you and you, you're constantly thinking about the game, and 
you know, you, you know, nerves. Just you know, you know, just uh, you're always nervous throughout the whole day. So um, are you always f- constantly are you together, and stuff like that. Are you together at the, the team hotel, mate, in preparation for the game? Is that what happens? Um, no, not not uh, not home games. We um, last year was like that, but this year, um, Chex just likes it uh, to get in and out. So um, you know, I think that suits most of the boys. Does the nerves on the day does that impede the feed part? I mean, or do you still manage to tuck into something pretty substantial? <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, I think a few of the boys probably eat too much, I think. You end up eating too much. So, um, you know, just trying to uh, make sure you've got enough fuel there so I think you end up overeating. Western Sydney, important part of uh, what's going on, and not just rugby. There's so many codes going at the moment doing battle. Uh, I don't know if you saw last night the uh, Sydney FC and the Western Sydney Wanderers at Parramatta Stadium. Huge crowd. That place was rocking. It's important for the Waratahs to enjoy some success to get that kind of vibe, that sort of level of bums on seats, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, and you're only going to get that by winning. But um, you know, I mean, Tafu um, went out to um, you know Maryland's uh, yesterday morning and spent spent the day out there for the uh, Takitoa Festival. Yep. And that's a that's a that's a shield played for um, all, all the Maori teams in, in Sydney. So you know, they had a big turnout there as well. And um, you know, all the community rugby guys are really working hard to to um, you know start programs there. And there's already programs up and running at. At the moment, you know, out west is still, uh, you know, tapping into the talent pool out there. Uh, Cliffy, just quickly on this afternoon, you were out there, as you mentioned yesterday, uh, out at Maryland's, uh, you got a fan day this afternoon. For the blokes that are playing, the, the 15 and then the 22 that are playing, what needs to be done against the Blues, mate? I think we've got to start well, mate. Um, you know, if we start like we did in the last, uh, you know, few games, we, we're going to get probably, it's going to make it a lot tougher for us. And, and you know, you can't, you cannot give the Blues, uh, you know, a head start because I'll just go on with it. So um, you know, we've got to you know start well and and uh, make sure all, all, and just be uh, real clinical. I think in in our in our play. Yeah, Cliffy. Good luck. But hopefully the fans can get out there Sunday afternoon rugby is what everyone's looking for. And and you need twenty thousand plus there to support you against the Auckland Blues because do I tell you what they've started their season? They've been on fire, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and um, you know, we we're always going to have a few injuries. You know, along the season, but one thing that we can't lose is the fans. So, um, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the biggest part of our team. So, you know, it'll be good to see, uh, you know, Packer out, out there in, in the uh, Allianz Stadium. Indeed. And it will be good to see Cliffy Palo back in a number eight in that blue jersey. Thanks so much for being part of the ruck uh, today. Great to talk to you. Thanks, boys. Cheers. Cheers there Cliffy. is Palo on the ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is the ruck, the Sunday rugby show. On the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Earlier today, we did play you, uh, Digby Ioanni, who was speaking at halftime to Rod Kafer mm. from last night's game. Uh, is is he Reds. fit enough? Like, I don't know if he's fit enough. Because you couldn't understand a word he said. Yeah. You think it was just... Yeah. Well, I imagine if I'd played 40 minutes of football and I'd been interviewed, it would probably be some intensive care in an ambulance, but still. <laughs> uh, this just... We did a little short snippet of what he had to say. Oh, Mark, I'm talking that one channel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's the bit I'm most interested in. I, I, I do really like that. So what we've done, we've got our, our tech boffins uh-huh. uh, during the past 45 minutes and they've got nothing else to do. Uh, they've decided to go in to the, you know, their, their little booth yep. and slow it down so that you can they've actually... They've got the technology. Uh, they've got the technology yep. to okay. slow it down so you can actually hear what Digby Yuani said. Hello, Rodney. Great uh, to chat. Excuse the appearance. Uh, well, definitely rugged stuff out there. The South Africans are very physical, but I feel if we increase our velocity and momentum at the breakdown, one may find some voids in the defensive line and William may just be able to exploit some space for the men's support. Uh, see you in the second half. Ah, 
Is that what it was? That's, That's what it, it was. So it takes out all the puffing and panning. Yeah, it? that that's a really good piece of technology th- we've got there. I think, as Richie said, uh, he just gave the game plan away for yeah. the second half. If <laughs> yes. they had that on in the, uh, in the change room, yeah, they, would, that's right. they would know exactly what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> just just quickly, and I want to get from you too a little bit later on about the Wallabies and about picking for this Lions because this, this is a huge tour that's coming up, a huge series of games, and whether they're going to be picked uh, on form or reputation, I'd love to get your handle on. But before that, though, as we mentioned when we spoke to Richard Graham, Ewan McKenzie has this week decided that as his job as director of coaching at the Reds, he'll finish it up at the end of this year. Now that clearly, although he says there's been the position of Australian coach has not been advertised yet, mm. although he is going through the papers every Saturday with Wallaby Coach, Wallaby Coach. That's right. He, uh, he certainly has got his hand up. There's talk about Jake White. But there's a man who's the incumbent, uh, Robbie Deans. He's under pressure all the time, isn't he, I suppose. Does this change the landscape for you, uh, Berkey? I think, uh, I think what it was is, and as we've heard from the new uh, CEO coming through, that he'll have support to the end of his contract. Then I think it's a case of then everyone handing in their CV after that. So if he's able to, as in the coach at the moment, Deans, if he's able to get some wins and gain some momentum this year and put himself up for, for re-nomination, if that's the word, great. Uh, if, the, if the board and stuff decide to go elsewhere... I think it's a case of doing the, the due process, the due diligence, and saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's have a look at who's on offer here and, t- and choose the best person." I think, Berkey, what the, the the situation is though for you and Mackenzie to put his hand up this early in the season, because Bill Pulver, as you mentioned, the CEO of Australian Rugby, has said we're going to back Robbie Deans until the end of this year, so the end of his tenure. Um, but the the hardest thing is you and Mackenzie has been chased by Ireland, um, also by the Scottish Rugby Union as well. So it's interesting that Ewan's put his hand up really early because. Um, Ross Robbie Deans has done a pretty good job um, in Test Rugby outside of the All Blacks. He's got a 20% winning record against the All Blacks, and that's really the test for Australians. That's what they want. They want the Bledisloe Cup back. Yes, whilst we won the um, the Four Nations there a couple of years ago, or the Tri-Nations a couple of years ago, the one that they want is the Bledisloe Cup. So, um, And then there's talk about, do we have a foreign um, coach coach mm. the Wallabies? Is it time now... Uh, as much as Robbie Deans has done a pretty good job, is it time now to have an Australian coach the Wallabies? Timmy, not taking anything away from those overseas teams, uh, you know, Ireland, Declan Kidney's, well, he's sort of on, on a very, very tight rope at the moment. Um, Scott Johnson, the interim coach, uh, Andy uh, Robinson was there who quit over the uh, the autumn series. I, is it is it worthwhile for them to, to put their hand up and, and coach some of those fledgling teams? Even though well, they I are think... Six Nations you know, heroes, so to speak. Yeah, well, I think Ewan McKenzie, he, he wants to coach an international team. So he said that. He's been um, at the New South Wales Warrantars for four or five years. And then he went over to Paris and coached over there for a few years. Now he's been at the Reds for four years. So he said now it's time. He's been assistant coach of the Wallabies for a few years, a, a while back. So um, he's put his hand up early, um, but he's still got a lot to go with the Queensland Reds as well. So it'll be an interesting call if the Australian Rugby Union have to make a call. When will they make a call that Robbie Deans will not continue on as coach, even though he's going to continue and, and coach all the way through this year? Yeah. Declan Kidney, mm. the Irish coach. Mm. So when Ireland play poorly, do the headlines say renal failure? <laughs> Mistaken. <laughs> this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. Oh, Tony. <laughs> this is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Michael Stipe on throat in front of REM. <laughs> What's the frequency, Kenneth? 
love that song, love that ex-band. This is Iraq, and the Sunday Morning Rugby Show is creeping to an end, quite sadly. Before we go, though, I noted that uh, Tim Horan, who is uh, something of a wordsmith in his always readable column, talking about this test series that's coming up against the British and Irish Lions and the notion of who we are going to select for those fabulous gold jerseys. Tim, you've got a bit of a theory. Well, I think um, the Wallaby selectors will be out there looking at players now, of course, and picking a test team most weekends so that by the time they get to the first test match, they've got their side selected. But the difficult part is whether you select on form, um, current form, or you select the incumbent players from last year. So um, Robbie Deans, and I think because the British and Irish Lions, obviously every 12 years they come to Australia. In 1989, we lost the first test match. And in 2001, we lost the first test match. So they've got the jump on us both times. And I think what Robbie Deans is trying to achieve is, you know, get the right players in. So if you were, Berkey, question to you, if you were to pick a team now to play, you know, on the Easter weekend uh, on form, you would have to say Jesse Mogg would be in the the team, Christian Lee Leofano from the Mm. Brumbies as well, and their captain, Ben Moen. But if you were to pick a side to play the British and Irish Lions next weekend, one or two of those players... You know, like a Jesse Mogg doesn't have the experience as yet. Do you know, Timmy, I think at some stage you have to get the nod though, don't you? You have to get that, that handshake and say, congratulations, here's your Australian yep. jersey. Um, you know, those guys who, those three guys who you spoke about last year, and, and Christian Lee Lepano broke his ankle, uh, unfortunately, about halfway through the season, and I'm sure was going to get a start at some stage in the in the gold jersey. So there have been spoken about. Uh, do, you, do you put the, the new guys in amongst the more experienced guys, you know what I mean? So you don't just go in with a whole heap of new blokes to start with because you know, when uh, when things are a little bit tough, it can get a little bit quiet. So maybe there is room for a, and scope for a couple of those guys there. I mean, look at Peter Kimlin. He's playing playing well down at Brumbies as well. They've, you know, These guys uh, would get the majority of the pack, I think, down in Brumbyland at the moment. So it's a tough call to make. You'd have to think they get that pack given that a lot of the incumbents are wearing Waratahs jerseys in the forward pack, aren't they? Oh, exactly the right. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that was the wrong decision last year, Timmy, that uh, Dean's went with those guys and yes they won uh, the series against uh, Wales yeah. and it was it's, a ba- it's a balance though isn't it form and the incumbents so t- time will tell they've got plenty of plenty of matches left between now and June how many do you get in on incumbent Timmy how many, t- how many test matches <laughs> just a handful <laughs> <laughs> always Sorry, in form Berkey always in form <laughs> <laughs> alright just quickly Timmy what's happening next week yeah, next week, well, the Reds go to Dunedin. They play the Highlanders down there in Dunedin in the uh, the covered stand. Um, also, um, the Brumbies will host the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls obviously lost on uh, last night against the Reds. So in Canberra, the Brumbies will host the Bulls the Easter weekend. So And the Waratahs will have another Sunday afternoon game against the Western Force in Sydney. So uh, And good luck to the Waratahs this afternoon against the Auckland Blues. Let's get mm. 20,000 plus out there to watch them. Yeah, get out there and enjoy a Sunday afternoon footy. It's a good day. It'll be great. Uh, thank you so much, boys. I know, Tim, you should going to have a bit of a nap. You've had half an hour of sleep in three days. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. <laughs> yeah, well see, done. see you next week. Bye-bye. This is The Rock, the Sunday rugby show.